0: Good morning, everyone. This morning, I want us to think about this specific theme that we find in the book of Acts, corporate prayer. One of the subject matters that Luke repeats over and over again is this. God's people prayed together regularly. So today, we'll see how this theme is... Um, we'll see how this theme is developed through the book of Acts. And after that, I also want to talk to you about our evening prayer service and how we might revitalize that important ministry of the church. So before we study corporate prayer, let's just spend some time in prayer together. Please, please bow your heads. Heavenly Father, I want to uh, begin with confession. Uh, There are times when we get to this part of the service where I have the amazing privilege of leading your people in prayer before your throne of grace, and in in my heart, I'm just not in it all the time. I do it because it's the next part of the service. Of course, I know that I need your help to preach, and so I ask for it. And of course, we all know that we need your help to understand, and so we pray for it. But this can become so routine that I forget, that we forget what we're actually doing at this time, and coming before you. And so, Father, I pray. I, I admit that I I do not want to be like those who honor you with their lips, but their hearts are far from you. I don't want to be like those who have all of the, all of the externals of worship in proper order, but inside they're just distant from you god i want to draw near to you and father i believe i speak on behalf of this congregation when we say we all want to draw near to your presence we want to get beyond the mere uh, formality of praying to actually just spending time in your presence god we we really need you and to be specific god i want to ask that you would Forgive us for religious hypocrisy. Keep us far from that. Forgive us for our our self-righteousness. Forgive us when we are full of pride and we think far too highly of ourselves, when we at least in practice don't properly acknowledge you and we live independently of you. And so, God, we ask that you would sanctify us. We ask that you would kill those things in us that make us wander and strengthen those things that make us just really pursue you. Strengthen our desire for holiness. Strengthen our zeal for you. We ask that you would renew a spirit of prayer and a longing for your word. We ask that you would bring revival in our hearts, that you would refresh us with your spirit, God, I want to ask that you would give us grace to forsake those things that are in our lives that you don't want there, and I pray that you would strengthen us to take on the things that we're presently ignoring that you do want in our lives. Grant us perseverance to endure trials, and we would ask that you would keep us from falling and bringing dishonor to your great name. God, we want to just express our, our trust in you, our dependence upon you. And so we want to ask a few things, not because we think that you're a, a magic genie and you have to grant all of our wishes, n- nothing like that. Instead, we ask, we ask these things knowing that you, will, you hear our prayers and that you'll do what's best, you'll do what's right. You'll do those things that will bring glory to yourself. And so we pray in faith and we trust you. We know that you'll do what's good and right. And so we do want to uh, pray for our country, God. We, we pray that you would give our leaders wisdom, that they would uh, govern in righteousness. We pray that you would bring many to repentance, that they would trust in you. And then on a smaller scale, God, we, we want to pray for our homes, our, our marriages, and our children. God, we would ask that you would please save our children. We ask that you would spare them from just living many many years in the world keep them from great sin and from its terrible consequences god we would ask that generation after generation that that they would just praise you in this place we also pray for our church god we ask that you would uh, you would make it so that we are concerned with your kingdom and your glory we we pray that our doctrine would be sound we pray that our our fellowship would be pure that our our unity would be something that's maintained by your Holy Spirit. We pray that others would see us, that they would see our love for one another, and that they would know that we're Jesus' disciples. God, our, our brother Scott's going to uh, give an update on their upcoming trip to Thailand here in a few minutes, and we ask that you would use this couple to just powerfully impact the people of that country. In fact, God, we, we just want to pray this specifically. We, we ask that because of their ministry, idols would be thrown down and destroyed, and Jesus Christ instead would be praised. Equip them with everything that they need to serve you faithfully. And Lord, uh, we, we've come to know you through Jesus. I mean, what could be better? You're, you're majestic, you're wonderful. Uh, You're perfect in every way. And and every single day, we have the amazing privilege of walking with you, of glorifying you and enjoying you. And so I I pray, God, that our hearts would be full of joy, that our mouths would be uh, just filled with your praise, and that our witness would bring glory to your name. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, prayer in the book of Acts. So Megan Hill, in her book uh, entitled Praying Together, noted this about prayer in the book of Acts. It says in Acts we find the clearest picture of the priorities of the New Testament church. We follow the path of the gospel from Jerusalem to the ends of the earth and watch its effects wherever it went. We read that Christians in Acts prayed together regularly, concertedly, and intentionally. The practice of Christians in Acts also carefully lays the foundation for the next stage in redemptive history, from Christ's ascension until his return. These believers in Acts prayed together because God's people have always been, must always be, praying people. So let me show you how the book of Acts develops this theme of corporate prayer. I'm going to either read or summarize each event of corporate prayer throughout the entire book. So we're going to start at the beginning and work through to the end. And this theme, it begins very early on in the book of Acts. I mean, it, it starts up almost immediately. So Acts 1.14 says this. All these, with one accord, were devoting themselves to prayer, together with the women, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. The early believers also prayed together in Acts 1, 24-26, when they replaced Judas. One of the themes that we're going to see is that um, corporate prayer was often present during leadership appointments in the church. In chapter 2, Luke gives this description of the early church. Acts 2, verse 42. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. So prayer prayer was something that they were all devoted to. Corporate prayer, praying together, was one of their main practices. Donald Whitney, in his book, Spiritual Disciplines, Within the Church, wrote this. Prayer with the church is a mark of New Testament Christianity. Don't think of this as merely an observation of the quaint habits of Christians long ago in a culture far away. This was Christianity in the New Testament. If we want to see in our churches what they saw in theirs, we should pray with our churches as they did with theirs. The apostles also prayed at set times. Acts 3 verse 1 says this, Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. In chapter 4, the believers prayed in response to persecution. So listen again to the words of this prayer and the results of it afterwards. This is from Acts 4, verses 24 through 31. And when they heard it, they lifted their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them, who through the mouth and grant to your servants to continue to speak the word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant Jesus and when they had prayed the place in which they were gathered together was shaken and they were all filled with the holy spirit and continued to speak the word of god with boldness in chapter 6 the early church the early church actually reshaped their leadership responsibilities and structure. Why? So the apostles could make sure to keep prayer as one of their main priorities. Peter said that other men were going to provide for the widows in the church, but here's what he said, we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word, Acts 6-4. Again, the early church prayed when they appointed leaders, Acts 6-6. These they set before the apostles, and they prayed and laid their hands on them. In Acts 8, when the the Samaritans received the gospel, Peter and John went there and prayed that the Spirit would fall upon these new believers. In chapter 12, Peter was in prison for spreading the gospel. Many believers, um, they, they gathered together at that time, and then Luke records in Acts 12, verse 5, that earnest prayer for him was made to God by the church. In Acts 13, missionaries were chosen, commissioned, and sent out through prayer and fasting. In fact, I'd like to have you turn there with me. Acts 13, 1 through 3. Just to see the powerful effect of God's people praying together. Acts 13, verses 1 through 3. Now, there were in the church at Antioch, prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius the Cyrene, Manan, a lifelong friend of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then, after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. Listen again to Donald Whitney. His comments here are so good. He said, believers need to pray for evangelism and missions. The contemporary church has technology. It has psychology and marketing. But do we know anything of the power of God upon our preaching and ministry? The Bible and the testimony of church history say that despite how outdated it might seem. The effectiveness of the gospel and the church are inseparably related to the united prayers of God's people. In fact, by way of application, I am asking all of you to come to church tonight at 6 p.m. so that we can pray for Scott and Michelle Harp. Scott's going to present their their upcoming trip in, in just a few moments. And so as a church, we need to ask God to work mightily through this couple. So please come tonight if you're able. Uh, Once again, in Acts 14, the early church prayed and fasted when appointing elders, uh, Acts 14, 23. So we see prayer in the replacement of an apostle, in appointing the first deacons, in sending missionaries, and now in appointing elders. So so church leaders and church planters are in need of much prayer. In Acts 16, when Paul and Silas were in prison, they, they prayed and they sang hymns to God. In Acts 20, Paul prayed with the elders from Ephesus before he departed from Jerusalem, to Jerusalem rather. And then listen to this account in Acts 21. This is where a a group of disciples from Tyre had gathered together for prayer. And I want you to notice who participated in this prayer meeting. This is Acts 21 verse 5. It says, When our days there were ended, we departed and went on our journey, and they all with wives and children, accompanied us until we were outside the city, and kneeling down on the beach, we prayed. Megan Hill, after considering the various corporate prayers and acts she gave this summary, for the early church there was much to do, but essential to their gospel proclaiming, bread breaking, widow feeding, and church planting work was praying together. Early, the early Christians prayed together when they arrived and when they departed, They prayed together when they were sick and imprisoned, but also when they simply sat down for a meal. They prayed in the formal worship services of the temple and at a riverside prayer meeting. The apostles prayed together. Men and women and children prayed together. They prayed for the spirit, for protection, for boldness in in the proclamation of the gospel. They prayed for one another. Wherever the gospel went, wherever churches were established, God's people were praying people. We see that through the book of Acts. So let me close again by inviting all of you to the prayer meeting tonight. We want to do two things there. First, again, we want to pray for the Harp's upcoming trip to Thailand. Scott's going to come to the meeting tonight, and he's going to share their their major prayer concerns so we can be praying specifically for those things and, and seeking God's blessing on this trip. And then second, we also desire an open and honest discussion about how we might revive our prayer ministry here at RBC. Now, of course, the elders know that uh, that prayer happens outside of our Sunday evening services. We get that. We know that corporate prayer and private prayer is something that's a part of your lives in many ways. But for reasons that we do not fully understand, the one service where we have corporate prayer as the main activity of that service, that's the one that's the least attended. We have a set apart time devoted to corporate prayer, and most of us don't participate. And so, we just want to have a conversation and ask how we might revitalize this ministry. What practical steps can we take to renew this important meeting of the church? If there are hindrances that are that are keeping people from coming, we want to we want to work on those things. So, here's the question I'd like to have you think through: How can we have prayer meetings that are meaningful and fruitful, where we leave with a sense that God's kingdom work was actually accomplished. So think on these things, and then come tonight ready to pray and to discuss our prayer ministry together. May our church, like the early church, be devoted to prayer. Amen.